1: I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Or, actually, I should say, a special episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast this week. So. We told you we'll be back, so here we are.
2: Yeah, I think like Formula One, Kunal, we can also aim for like a triple header, you know, three podcasts in one week, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always good to be back in the studio and especially today, guys, we have Romain Brozier on our show and I am super excited.
1: Yes, we actually have a French Formula One driver on the Inside Line Formula One podcast days before the French Grand Prix. How cool is that?
2: Very cool, if I may say so myself.
1: Uh, (laughs) And the better part this time is that Mithila has interviewed our guest. And I know I usually hog the microphone uh, when it comes to these things. But this time, it's Mithila who was like, no, I'm going to interview Romain.
2: Yeah, it's hard to keep Kunal quiet, guys, <laughs> of the podcast as well. So I was really, really excited to meet Romain Groshaw and interview him. Uh, I had met him during the Spanish Grand Prix last month. And he was so nice, actually. It was very nice speaking to him about a whole bunch of topics. And y'all can listen to it in like the next minute.
1: Yes, and I think what's interesting is how much of what he's spoken about himself and for Haas is still valid. Basically, Haas and Grosjean's bad luck still seem to be continuing. And uh, But here is when I make way for Mithila and Romain to take this episode forward
2: when we were getting into this season uh, we'd done a post there about how uh, Haas is likely to be the best of the rest team and that there's a lot of potential that this team is uh, you know looking to harness this season and um, as of now you're in eight so things haven't quite gone as per plan but where do you where do you think the team stands how is the season panning out
0: yeah i think the team plans is still looking at fourth or fifth fastest uh, out there which is amazing unfortunately yeah the season didn't start the way we wanted and those first four races haven't really gone our way um, and it's a bit of a shame that we are here coming to the European series season with only 11 points 11 for Kevin none for myself um, so uh, yeah it's um, I think I think we still we've got a really good car and the team is improving a lot and we've done we've done great uh, we haven't had much luck. Uh, I made that mistake in Baku that cost us a lot of points, unfortunately, but um, I think we're still looking pretty good and uh, there's 17 races to go, so um, hopefully uh, all the tough luck is gone.
2: <laughs> what is the mood like in the uh, past camp?
0: The mood is good, everyone yes. is super motivated and we know we've got a, a good car to be able to fight and um, you know, if we're racing here, if we're here it's because we're passionate about racing and uh, there's nothing more exciting than knowing that you've got a good car and you can go for it.
2: Yeah, that, that's very well said. That you mentioned about uh, how you've not scored points yet, and I guess you're one of two drivers who's yet to score points this season. Does that bother you in any way, or does that just motivate you to do even better?
0: No, I think you know. As I say, it's a bit of a shame that we don't have points right now, but I'm not worried because we've got a fast car, yeah. and uh, therefore it's um, it's most likely that we're going to score points in the next 17 races, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, Obviously, as I say, we we we, we missed a lot of points early in the season uh, on those four races, but um, it was just various, various reasons, and, and most of it was was bad luck. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I mean, we're we motivated, we're ready to go, and, uh, and ready to fight.
2: So what I'm what I'm taking is that if you didn't have points and you didn't have a card that was fast, then you would be worried. So uh, yeah, <laughs> a bit more. Yes. So. Uh, looking a little forward to 2019 uh, where are your thoughts and when do you kind of get into discussions with us on that piece
0: uh, it's a good question I haven't really you know been too much thinking about it um, and um, I believe it's the team we want the same thing. So um, at one point we need to sit down and, and talk about it. Yeah. Um, but right now we're more trying to focus on getting the race right.
2: Is there any? Uh, has there been any discussion with the team in terms of what kind of performance uh, expectation they have of you this season?
0: No, they know what I can do, and I know what they can. They can do, and oh, I was the first one to join the project, and. Uh, I could see that it was uh, it was a very intelligent approach to Formula 1, very different, very new, and it could work. And three years into Formula 1, we um, potentially have got the full fastest car on, on the grid, which is uh, incredible. Yeah, so so the,
2: the, the project has actually materialized the way yeah. you wanted it. So. So this was this was a personal observation actually, but I have noticed that often, you know, um, like every driver on the grid has certain frustrations during the race. But the FI seems to always pick on yours and broadcast all the tiny frustrations you have. Uh, Do you sometimes feel like the FI is singling you out, or is it just?
0: Well, I think last year, yeah, they they used to play my radio a lot, and uh, this year's I'm not talking anymore. They don't (laughs) don't have anything to play with. Um unfortunately we had that brake saga so that became a bit of a joke and yeah. um, unfortunately it was really hurting me a lot in terms of driving and and uh, and, and feeling safe in the car. Right. Um we've we've no solved all issues and um, I'm very happy with the, the car and, and, and the team so yeah I think it's uh you know, get another five, six races quiet and then I'll be off the hook. <laughs> and then
2: you'll be back on the radio. <laughs> yes. So, uh, also when you had signed up for Haas that time, you had uh, you had mentioned about how you were uh, optimistic that this could catapult you into a seat with Ferrari. That this was your, uh, you know, possibly your long-term vision. So, uh, do you think that that's still something you're looking at, and if Kimi's seat does open up
0: in 2019? I mean, as I mean, was a lot of the media folks, you know, um, mm-hmm. joining. I didn't think it that way, I was going to be 30 and I'd spent all my careers in Enstone on different names but in Enstone and I I kind of needed something different to see a different place and uh, I joined the team and I thought, okay, if I can be the first one to score points, the first one to be in the top five, hopefully one day the first one to be in a podium for the team, it's going to be something quite unique and uh, and so far I've achieved those first goals Um, and I will always remember that, you know for Yes, I was here for the first top ten, I was here for the first top five, uh, I maybe here for the first podium and uh, racing for Renault as a French driver, why not, uh, one day, you know, I think it would be amazing as well, um, ideally being world champion together would yeah. be incredible, uh, but at the time they joined, the team was not in a way to be ready to fight for, so I thought that was a, that was a good, good experience for me and um, let's see what it brings me in the future.
2: I'm sure exciting times ahead uh, for you in the grid. What about um, outside the Formula 1 grid? Is there anything that has your interest in terms of other uh, racing series? You've seen Fernando Alonso really bring a lot of focus to that.
0: Um, mm. I mean, I, I love endurance and I raced in Le Mans 24 yes. hours once and yes. I like to go back one day, of course. I love watching MotoGP. Yes. Um, Is
2: that something that you could... Uh,
0: no, I couldn't race it, but... Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just love watching it, yeah. um, racing-wise, I don't know, maybe I'd like to try Rallycross riding, riding one day um, so it looks fun. Uh, Would that course. be
2: alongside Formula 1 or after Formula 1?
0: I, I don't know, you know, uh, but Le Mans is probably the, the best option you can do. Yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, speaking of which, so uh, France is making a comeback on the uh, F1 calendar this year and you must be really excited. Uh, so what are your thoughts and emotions?
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's it's gonna be amazing. I mean, I, ne- I never was never lucky to have a, a home Grand Prix. Uh, I came Formula One just when they, they went away, and I'm so proud that we've managed to bring it back to France. Um, it's gonna be a big party. It's gonna be in Le Castellet, which is an amazing place of the world, and I'm uh, um, uh, I'm very very much looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Oh, it turns out, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a success.
2: Yeah, and like we were discussing, you were on the podium in the last Indian Grand Prix. Since we're speaking of firsts and lasts and all of that, uh, any special message for all your fans out there in India who are
0: rooting for you? Yeah, it was it was a great race. It was one of my best races. I think I started seventeenth because we tried a gamble in quality, and it didn't work, and then in the race I went there and uh, managed to get a different strategy and good speed to overtake everyone and. Uh, I was there on the podium with Rosberg and Vettel. Yes. Uh, Vettel was world champion for the fourth time. time. Yeah, fourth yeah. time. Um, and I was glad to share that podium with them. They, were two, they are two friends of mine, and uh, I, was, I was just happy to be there.
2: Perfect. And you're, you're also a Formula One driver who has uh, other varied passions. And uh, I know that you, you're interested in cooking, and you and your wife have co authored a cookbook, which I thought was very cool. So on a parting note, what is your favorite recipe
0: that you would like to share with our readers? Oh, well, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I love I love discover food, you know, I love to try different things around the world. I, I do love Indian foods, yeah. um, but it's not too spicy, it's okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> but
0: there's a lot of taste that, you know, spices that, that are very inspiring and uh, that's what I love about traveling is that you can discover different flavors or taste around the world and then bring back home and it's okay I'm gonna try a bit of these these and there it's just just fun.
2: Wow thank you and wish you a lot of good luck for this weekend and I hope you get all the points you want and some more.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I think that was really cool. So, trust you to remember about the 2013 Indian Grand Prix.
2: (laughs) Thanks. And that was also the Grand Prix when we met for the first time, in case you forgot.
1: Ouch, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just in
2: case. (laughs) Who knew then that we would end up hosting the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast together?
1: (laughs) Yes, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed uh, our interview with Romain Grosjean. I think Mitzilla did a really good job, and let's hope Romain does a good job for his home Grand Prix. And if you haven't already subscribed to us, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audio Boom, and we shall see you after the French Grand Prix. Bye bye.